all right all right so we are back here for another show here this is rico with real talk sports i quickly want to go ahead and thank anchor for being our platform i want to thank the sponsors out there for putting sponsorship on the show and the fans out there who have actually listened in from week to week and chimed in on the topics for the show so uh, today's show we're actually talking about week number 12 of the nfl season uh, if you are following the nfl season this is the longest nfl week in history of the league in the history of the league the longest week in nfl history due to the fact that uh, the boston or boston the baltimore ravens and the pittsburgh steelers game has been postponed yet again it was supposed to play on saturday i believe that got pushed back and then it was supposed to play uh on monday then that got pushed back to tuesday then it got pushed back to uh, now wednesday so everybody's waiting on this game to pretty much conclude the week here but uh, we are actually going to jump into the games that have actually been played here in week 12. So let us jump into the first game here um, that took place, and that is the Houston Texans versus the Detroit Lions here. Uh, Houston pretty much hands the Detroit Lions a, a crushing blow here, 41 to 25. And that ends the Matt Patricia era as a head coach here as he was later fired. Um, later on in the week here, but Deshaun Watson uh, has four touchdowns in this particular game. And on top of that, um, had some exceptional play here from the wide receiver position. Uh, when you look at first off, uh, Will Fuller here, six receptions, 171 and uh, two touchdowns. You had Brandon Cooks had five receptions, 85 yards, and Duke Johnson, three receptions, 43 yards, and a touchdown for him. Uh, even C.J. Precise, the former Seattle Seahawk, gets into the action and gets a touchdown as well. Um, so the story pretty much of this contest, um, and I got to give a shout out to Adrian Peterson with the 15 rushes, 55 yards and two touchdowns here is the vets still getting it going. I love Adrian Peterson. Uh, definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer once he's done playing. Um, but, you know, Houston is going to lose Will Fuller here as he is uh, actually been suspended through to the uh, performance and enhancing violation here that's been announced so they're going to lose him um, after a monster day um, you look at the texans who are pretty much surging now i know they're four and seven in this one i, I don't expect them to go anywhere they're third in the afc south um, you look at the detroit lions here they have a lot of work to do um, now they're going to have to go out and find a head coach as well um, two struggling franchises here but at the end of the day a lot of points were put up here on thanksgiving day uh next up you had the washington football team versus the dallas cowboys here and this was another route here on thanksgiving day and uh you know if you're a washington football fan like myself um definitely impressed with what washington was able to do winning 41 to 16 more impressed actually with antonio gibson here and we will talk about him in the fantasy football portion of the show um on, on our next show coming up but 20 rushes 115 yards and three touchdowns he had an absolute marvelous game here 
On the other end, uh, Andy Dalton, 215, a touchdown, an INT there. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, only 10 rushes, 32 yards, lost the fumble here. I believe it's his fifth or sixth fumble in the year. Um, Amari Cooper had the best game, six receptions, 112 yards, and a touchdown for him. Uh, other than that there, it was a tough outing for Dallas as they were just pretty much um, shredded and torn apart in every dimension of the game. There was even a fake punt attempt that just went awry for Dallas as they struggled, like I said, in all three phases of the game. They just couldn't get any stops, um, couldn't hold on to the football, couldn't move the football. A tough showing there is Washington. Uh, believe it or not, they are actually second here in the NFC East, and they're are in position here for a playoff berth at four and seven and the dallas football team even though they're three and eight and fourth in the nfc east they're still in it um even though they're out of it i've never thought i'd be saying that for as many years as i've watched the nfc east next up you have the atlanta falcons versus the las vegas raiders probably the upset i think of the evening or of the sunday i should say and that was the fact that Atlanta, first of all, was able to put up 43 points and Las Vegas was only able to score six. Um, they were able to score 31 against the Chiefs here last week, but just they had no offense to speak of. And Atlanta pretty much was able to do anything that they wanted to do. And the fact that they didn't have Julio Jones in this one um is even more impressive and you look at matt ryan he only threw for 185 did had the two tds but they were able to get it done no todd Gurley on the ground ito smith 12 rushes 65 yards and a touchdown there um you know calvin ridley only had 50 yards they were still able to get a touchdown there but just a miserable evening there for uh, Derek Carr and the vegas raiders as they struggle they are now six and five still second in the AFC West and Atlanta four and seven, third in the NFC South. Okay. And uh, next up here, the next game is going to be the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Buffalo Bills here as the Buffalo Bills win 27 to 17 here. Uh, the key uh, or the one of the key things that uh, will be talked about in this particular football game is the fact that Austin Eckler was able to come back 14 rushes, 44 yards uh, on the ground, but had 11 receptions for 85 yards. Coming back from a lengthy hamstring injury, he looked good. Justin Hubert, once again, 316 in the air. Did have a touchdown and INT and three sacks there. Um, you look at, uh, as far as the receiving standpoint goes, uh, Keenan Allen, four receptions, 40 yards and a touchdown there. But uh, one of the things that's most talked about in this one is the fact that the play calling actually may have caused the Chargers to lose this one, um, along with some play too as well. But, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk there with uh, Anthony Lynn and basically some of his play calling, um, which may have or may not have cost the team a chance to come back in this one. I mean, either way, you look at it, the Chargers are really a struggling football team that they have a lot of stars in place, but they just haven't been able to put it all together to win. Um, yes, they've been in position to win. Is it all coaching? 
No, I don't think so. I think it's more of a mental hurdle that this team has to get over. And on the other side of things, uh, Josh Allen didn't have the clean football game, uh, didn't have an outstanding football game, but had a good enough game with 157, a touchdown, an INT, and two sacks there. Delvin, Delvin Singletary, 11 rushes, 82 yards, no touchdowns there. Uh, Josh Allen did rush for a score. Gabriel Davis got a score in the air, three for 79. And Stefan Diggs, seven for 39 there. And Dawson Knox, uh, one reception for a touchdown as well. So uh, Buffalo keeps it rolling. They are eight and three, still first in the AFC East. And uh, again, the Chargers fall to three and eight. They're fourth in the AFC West here. Next up here, we have the uh, New York Giants versus the Cincinnati Bengals here. And let me start off by saying first place uh, New York Giants here. I, I never thought I'd be saying that as tough as they've looked here throughout the year. Um, four and seven, first in the NFC East at this point in time. Uh, beat a struggling Cincinnati team at two, eight and one. It was a close football game here. Uh, key to this one is they lose Daniel Jones to a hamstring injury. He had 213, no touchdowns, no sacks, and uh, no INTs, but they lose him. Wayne uh, Goldman Jr., 24 for 94 yards and a touchdown here as he continues his touchdown streak. Evan Ingrams has one of his best games of the year with six receptions, 129 there. Um, and Sterling Shepard as well had a pretty good one, seven for 64. Um, on the other end of things, uh, the Bengals struggled here. Um, T. Higgins did get a touchdown here. So if you are playing him on your fantasy team, you are liking the fact that uh, he was able to go ahead and get a score here and the fact that the Bengals were actually able to um, hold things uh, pretty close here it is a, a good sight here if you are a Bengals fan here so um, again um, you know again it's the first place Giants here taking care of business here I don't think too many people thought that they were going to be um, able to come back here especially after this slow start that they have had here and so uh, just moving on here to take a look here at our next football game here second here can move on Uh, and uh, again, we'll be talking a little bit more here about some of these performances here when we go into the fantasy football portion of the show. And, and just to go back to, to that, that Cincinnati game, Brandon Allen actually made a start here. 136, a touchdown and an INT and two sacks there. So, you know, not many people thought that he was going to get the start, but uh, the Bengals did go that way here. Felt that he probably gave them the best chance to win. Next up, uh, the Tennessee Titans versus the Indianapolis Colts here. Uh, in this particular game here, um, very shocked at how Tennessee was able to put up so many points here against the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts had previously beaten the Titans here um, before, just about two weeks ago. Uh, the Tennessee Titans now 8-3, first in the AFC South. Uh, the Colts 7-4, second in the AFC South here. Um, the key to this one here is that A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry had tremendous days here. Derrick Henry, 27 rushes, 178 yards, and three touchdowns here. And then you look at A.J. Brown. 
four receptions, 98 yards, and a touchdown. And he also had a kick return in this one as well for a touchdown. Um, you know, just a well-played game here for Tennessee as they were able to kind of break the thing open. Uh, Phillip Rivers, 295, two touchdowns, had an INT in this one as well. T.Y. Hilton finds the end zone for the first time here this year, four receptions, 81 yards. And Trey Burton, uh, three receptions, 42 yards, and a touchdown there. So, um, again, these are two football teams. I think they're going to be there towards the end. Um, I think that this is going to be a battle right down to the end there for uh, the AFC South. Next up, you had the Miami Dolphins handing the New York Jets their 11th straight loss on the year here. Ryan Fitzpatrick starts here for an injured Tua. 257, two touchdowns for him. Sam Darnold comes back 197 and two INTs there. Um, essentially, you're just looking at a situation here where, um, you know, the Jets are just continuing to struggle. And, uh, you know, you're looking at a Dolphins team that is just right there in the thick of things here, um, continuing to find ways to win. I, I'm curious to see what's going to happen now that Tua will be the starter here uh, moving forward um, at seven and four here. This will be a critical junction here for Miami if they can somehow find a way to kind of finish strong here for the rest of the season. Next up, you have the Arizona Cardinals versus the New England Patriots here. 20 to 17 here, a late field goal for the New England Patriots to end up getting a win here. Um, Cam Newton didn't play well in this one, and I did not expect for New England to win this football game, uh, but they, they got it done. Uh, six and five, the Arizona Cardinals now third in the uh, NFC West here. And uh, you look at New England, they're five and six, third in the e AFC East. They're right there in the hunt. Um, Cam Newton, only 84 yards and two INTs. But hey, they get the win. Kyler Murray, 170 and an INT there. Um, Kenyon Drake finds the end zone twice, 22 for 78 for him. And uh, yeah, again, New England's right there in the mix of things. And Arizona seems to have kind of slid here the last couple of weeks here as they just haven't been as explosive on the offensive end as they were at the start. Next up, you have the uh, Cleveland Browns versus the Jacksonville Jaguars in this one, 27 to 25 here. Um, essentially in this particular game, uh, this game was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. 27 to 25, Jacksonville putting on a late push in this one here. Um, James Robinson had 159, you know, total yards here. Continues to make things happen as an undrafted free agent here. Uh, 22 and 128 on the ground and a touchdown for him. Uh, he also had five for 31 uh, in the air. And then you look on the other side of things, Baker Mayfield, 258, two touchdowns. Nick Chubbs, 19 for 144. And then you look at uh, Jarvis Landry here, eight receptions, 143, and a touchdown. A stellar day for him. Quiet as is kept, Cleveland is now eight and three here. Um, they are second in the AFC North, and Jacksonville continues to struggle here at 1-10 as they have just announced that they have fired their general manager here. Uh, even though the Jacksonville Jaguars are struggling, I think that there's a lot of upside for that roster uh, moving forward for whoever does take that position. 
Next up, you have the New Orleans Saints versus the Denver Broncos here. And get this, in this particular game, Denver has all four quarterbacks uh, that could have been available were on the COVID-19 list here. Um, and an interesting development, they were not able to sign anybody from off the uh, free agent list, and they had to go with an undrafted wide receiver who played quarterback in college here. He ends up finishing, uh, Kilton Hinton here, finishes with 13 yards, two INTs, and a sack. Um, he actually threw more interceptions than completions here. This game was simply a mess here. Um, you look on the other end, Latavius Murray, 19 rushes, 124 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, Tyson Hill got into the end zone twice as well. Um, did only throw for 78 yards and uh, had three sacks and an INT in this one. But, you know, essentially this was a tough football game here. Uh, New Orleans 9-2, and two, and you look at Denver there, 4-7, third in the AFC West. Uh, just unfortunate there for the Denver Broncos here in that situation that developed throughout the week. Next up, you have the San Francisco 49ers coming in, and to me, I thought it was an upset, winning 23-20 to 20 here. They have actually officially swept the Rams uh, twice. So two years back-to-back, -back, they have won this divisional game twice. Um, and guess what? The San Francisco 49ers, as tough as the season has been, they're now surging at five and six. They are right in the hunt. They're fourth in the NFC West. And the Rams are now seven and four in the NFC West here. Story had to been the pressure that Jerry Goff had. He had two INTs, two sacks, 198 yards here. Uh, Nick Mullins, 252, zero touchdowns and an INT here. Uh, you had Raheem Mozart able to come back and get a score here. Debo Samuels, a big day, 11 receptions for 133 here. So quiet as is kept. Like I said, the 49ers are back into the mix here. And the Rams, uh, again, continue to struggle with their identity. One week they play well, the next week they play down. Um, have really got to, to fix those things here moving forward if they want to make a dent here. Uh, in the playoffs if they are able to make the postseason. Next up, the Kansas City Chiefs taking care of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here, 27-24. to 24. Um, In this particular game here, the Chiefs continue to show how dominant they are at 10-1 and 1 now. Um, Tampa Bay continues to struggle here. They've looked really bad in their last couple performances, especially defensively here. They're now 7-5, and five, uh, second in the NFC South, continue to fall behind the Saints here. Uh, who are surging here but in this one and we're going to talk about this in our fantasy football aspect or next show that we're going to talk about but Patrick Mahomes 462 three touchdowns no picks how about Tariq Hill if you had him in your starting lineup this guy scored I believe 40 30 or 40 points in the first quarter listen to this 13 receptions 269 and three touchdowns here I don't know what Tampa Bay was was really thinking here, trying to single coverage him um, throughout the first half of the contest, but it obviously did not work here. Uh, the score, I don't believe, really reflects the true uh, totality of this game. I think that Kansas City kind of dominated this thing. Uh, you look on the other end, Tom Brady, three touchdowns. He did have two INTs and one sack here. 
Um, Ronald Jones had a pretty good one, nine rushes, 66 yards. He did have a nice receiving touchdown um, of 37 yards as well. Rob Kowski, six receptions, 106. And uh, Chris Godwin, eight receptions, 97 yards. And Mike Evans, three for 50. Antonio Brown, only two for 11 here. So um, it was another tough outing again for Tampa Bay and their offense. I, I just think when you look at this thing, they're just not consistent here. They're starting to slide. Um, definitely in trouble there. I think if you're looking at this situation, if you're a Bucks fan or if you're in that building, they've really got to figure some things out. Next up, you have the Green Bay Packers versus the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Packers take care of business here. 41 to 25 here. Um, not a whole bunch to be said here. I, I mean, essentially, you look at this thing, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers showed that he's pretty much an MVP candidate with the four touchdown game uh, once more here. Um, they did it in a variety of ways here. He was 211 through the air, four touchdowns. Aaron Jones, 17 for 90. Jamal Williams, 17 for 73. Uh, what more do you want here? Devontae Adams, 6 for 61, a touchdown. Robert Tanyans, 5 for 67, a touchdown. Mercedes Lewis had a touchdown. Alan Lazard had a touchdown. Um, and then the Bears just continued to struggle. I, I mean, Mitchell Trubisky, two bad interceptions, did have three touchdowns here. David Montgomery probably had one of his best games of the season. Uh, 11 rushes, 103, did have five catches for 40 yards and a touchdown as well. Allen Robertson, two touchdowns on eight of 74. But um, the Bears have lost uh, five straight. And I think that they're really in trouble, even though they are still technically in the playoff hunt here. Um, I just think that they're dead in the water. They're third in the NFC North, uh, five and six now. And Green Bay is eight and three. They are now first in the NFC North here. Next up here, we're looking at uh, the next to final game here of the week, and that is uh, just played yesterday. The Seattle Seahawks uh, go to Philly and take care of business 23 to 17. Um, the story of this one had to be DK Metcalf. Uh, I know he didn't find the end zone here, but I think he's the second coming of uh, Megatron to me that used to play there with the Detroit Lions. Um, you know, here's a guy that he dominates a lot like Calvin Johnson did. 10 receptions, 177. Uh, 52 was as long as, uh, you know, and then Chris Carson coming back from the foot injury. He had a touchdown. Carlos Hyde, 15 for 22. No picks for Russell Wilson, 230. Um, in the air. And then you look at Carson Wentz. He had a bad interception in this one, 215, uh, two touchdowns, really struggled, actually led the team in rushing here. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's just a lot of problems here with Philadelphia. I mean, they have a lot of injuries. Um, the front line just looks terrible on the offensive side of the ball. Um, they're going to need to address, you know, some playmakers there as far as that that that, that they necessarily have around Carson Wentz here. Um, and the story is, you know, do they move on from Carson Wentz? And I don't think they necessarily move on just yet. Um, you know, keep in mind, he was playing at an MVP level. I think it was 2016, 2017, I think, uh, before he had the knee injury. And then that just started off where he just had massive injuries here uh, pretty much, you know, for the last couple of years. And then also too, the Eagles have, have lost a lot of players here since they've since they won the Super Bowl as well. So uh, I don't think it's necessarily all on Carson Wentz, but, you know, 
as tough as it's been here, when you look at the records here, the Eagles are actually still in it at 3-7-1, third in the NFC East, and uh, Seattle is now first in the NFC West as they continue to dominate there. So with that being said here, um, that essentially is week 12 here of the uh, NFL season here. Like I said, they do have the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers here set to play tomorrow. Um, if you want me to give you a prediction, I expect Pittsburgh to win this game. Uh, there has been multiple tests here uh, for Baltimore that has actually um, taken away some of their star power on both sides of the ball here. Um, and I think you're looking at basically kind of like a junior version of the Ravens here. So I think they're at a disadvantage, a lot like kind of what the Denver Broncos went through here against the Saints. Um, very unfortunate, you know, throughout this time uh, with COVID and everything like that. And it's one of those situations where I think as you look at it as an NFL fan, you have to ask yourself, at what point does the NFL uh, put the brakes on and, and in either delay contests or push them back more until you're able to get that star talent on the field? Um, as just from a competitive standpoint, uh, we're already seeing that, you know, it's it's affected one game and it possibly can affect another game here uh, this week. But we'll see what happens here. Uh, could be a terrific game here tomorrow as Pittsburgh tries to move to 11-0 and and Baltimore, who has been struggling the last couple of weeks, tries to find a win here uh, to move to seven and four. So with that being said, uh, this is the show for this week. I want to thank Anchor for being our platform. I want to thank our sponsors out there for putting sponsorship on the show. And I want to thank our fans who have chimed in from a week to week basis here. Uh, we will be back here with some more shows. Uh, like I said before, we do have another show where we are going to talk about week 12 and week 13 uh, coming up here with the uh, fantasy football um, aspect. Um, so we'll be talking about that. And then, you know, we're going to actually have some shows here about the NBA season coming up and then also too. We're going to be talking about NBA fantasy basketball as well. Uh, those are going to be some future shows. So uh, for Rico, this is Real Talk Sports. We will be back. Thanks a lot.